0: all right welcome back everyone um we had a couple weeks off but we got another episode of 21 going on 77 uh i am uh one of your hosts my name is dwight at 517 the letters to 214 here with the brains of the operation in more ways than one my girl sj um family it's been a couple weeks off how you been
1: it has. I have been I've been doing okay, kinda hectic couple weeks, but I I'm living, so got a lot to be grateful for. How are you?
0: Good, good. I can't complain. Um guys, anybody, you know, the people that listen to this, I apologize. It's my fault why we haven't been recording. Um my birthday was August twenty third, and I'm gonna keep it real with y'all. I've left the state the last two weekends. I'm one of them people that really enjoys their birthday and went to Vegas the weekend of my birthday went back to Detroit last weekend so it ain't been SJ it's been my fault needed a little bit of uh fellowship with my cousins and my brothers from college so it was a good time I'm re uh rested uh charged up and ready to hit y'all with another podcast so we are uh, sure. Man, we're going to jump straight into it. Um, last two weeks, I guess not a whole lot happened in Mavs' world or even really in the NBA by and large. Memphis keep trading for people. And I don't even think they got roster spots for it, but they the keep doing last year's doing. OKC. Right, right, right. Uh, you had a million players.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think they're up to 18 now, I believe. OK. They have 18.
0: Yeah, and it's like they got guys that aren't bad but aren't good either. And they just got a bunch of them. I'm not really sure what they're doing exactly, but um, we shout out to them. Shout out to Memphis. I think they traded for was it Wacho? I think that just happened right before what a couple of hours. Yeah, ago.
1: they traded him to Boston.
0: Okay, I actually like that. I actually, I don't think Boston's a contender or nothing like that, but I, I like their they're little deeper. Moves. Yeah, I like their yeah. little moves around the margin. I think they'll be better than last year.
1: Yeah, I agree. I wanted Juancho just for the purposes. Cause I okay, so I I don't know why I thought he was more of a power forward center. I know um Willie, his brother, is the center.
2: Right. I don't
1: know why I thought he was more of a power forward center, but apparently um he's more of a small forward, but yeah, um, power yeah. forward. Yeah, so um I mean I, you know, he's cool with Luca and he he's he's not bad. He could, you know, shoot the ball. He's a big body and we do not have too many big bodies on the roster. So I wanted him, but, you know, best of luck to him in Boston.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So getting into it, um, I guess, first topic, I guess the reporting or, or um, I guess our guy, Luca's big bro slash mentor, um, uh, Goran Dragic is going to get bought out. And I guess he's going to pull up on this. So yeah. I, I I think that's interesting because, man, if you follow me on the timeline, I've kind of flip-flopped within a week of it when the trade first happened. I swore up and down he was going to get bought out. Like, I was just like, dude, there, there's no way he's going to want to be there. Then as the, you know, he flat out said he didn't want to be there. I'm like, yeah, they're going to buy him out. But then I thought about it. I'm like, man, you know, Masai usually go for Dolo and you could pair him up, he makes 19 million with OG and like a couple firsts. And it's like, or even if you really going for the gusto, you pair Gorn's contract up with OG and Scotty Barnes and like who ain't you getting that's available? You know what I mean? So that's yeah. why I kind of flip flop. I was like, I don't know if they're gonna buy him out. I think they go hit him with that Andre Iguodala and just say, hey, just sit at the crib um if that's how you feel or come here sit on the bench however you feel but if he gets bought out I mean my man Jake Fisher ain't really missed yet well yeah so it's almost like I I don't know I don't want to get too excited because good things don't happen for us like this (laughs) but if he comes man I think that's a W I'll be I'll be happy about it what do you think
1: so, I, I think I'm with you on the fact that it's, it's we're all just, you know, guessing here. And um, the fact that, buy, like, the buyout, it makes a lot of sense from our perspective as, you know, fans of the Mavericks, because we want him to get bought out. You know, I think most of us would rather him get bought out and sign on a minimum than us trading, you know, actual assets for him. But right. from Toron- Toronto's perspective, I- I've seen, like, on the tweet, I've seen Toronto fans that are – they're actually upset, you know, if he'd get bought out. They want to get something for him, even if it's not, you know, a myriad of young players. They want at least something, even if it's, like, a second-round pick or something. And I get that. But at the same time, they just picked up Svi, Makai Luke. That's another guard. Guard, you know, guard small forward they have Malachi Flynn, they have Van Vliet. So I think they have, like, he's there as a vet, not necessarily to eat heavy minutes, especially if Toronto is going to lean in on the rebuild. But like you said, they Drogic's contract can be used for salary matching purposes. And we heard that Simmons, he was being tied to the Raptors as a part of a trade. And we'll talk a bit more about (laughs) Ben Simmons later on, but that's that's someone who I could see Dragic his contract, you know, obviously plus other pieces getting flipped for. So I don't see. I saw I I vaguely saw the report wherever it was. I saw that um the buy the buy was coming in a few days. I find that very hard to believe. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't think if if it, if a buyer happens, I don't see it happening until like closer to you know training camp etc I I don't see it happening happening like in a couple days that I don't think I buy but Dragic listen I I said I also said there was a worry to me for him getting bought out because it's like okay if I know the Clippers traded for Bledsoe so this is probably not a as much of a concern as it was a couple of weeks ago, but for example, if the Clippers, the Bucks, you know, even Denver, if they're calling Dragic, if he gets bought out, and they're like, "Hey, Dragic, you know, minutes are here, come play." I know he wants to play with, you know, Luca. It goes beyond like an on-court, you know, standpoint. It's more personal, but at the same time, if a contender, you know, Dragic is thirty-five, you know, he doesn't have. I don't think he has too much left in the tank. So if a contender is calling him, like, "Hey." We have a role for you. Do you really think he's just going to say, nah, you know, Dallas is where the heart is. You know, I'm, I'm going to Dallas. Because realistically, we're not in contender status. Even if Dragic comes, I don't think that makes us a contender. So if a Clippers Bucks call Dragic, do you think he will definitely turn, the, turn down those offers and sign with the Mavericks?
0: Yes. I okay. think if Goran Dragic plays basketball... If Gorn Dragic is bought out, because there's no guarantee he's going to be bought out, I don't think there's any way he doesn't play for Dallas. Uh, the reason why I say it is you look at you, you look at like the Bucks, you look at like say um, any of the LA teams, like they're not contender, like there's nowhere he could go outside of Brooklyn where I feel like he it's a quote unquote guaranteed championship. Cause I don't think he's going to LA Well, the Lakers. Let me be clear. So I I think if Brooklyn calls, maybe, maybe they could pull him. but I don't know if he rock with them dudes like that, you know? So, and I I just look at it outside of Brooklyn. Where else can he go to where it's really, you know, like, I don't think he's going to Denver. I don't, I don't think he's going anywhere where he has to play like 30 minutes to make that team a contender a night does that make sense
1: oh, yeah yeah, definitely
0: and and I, I i think he's if he is bought out like bro i'll be stunned if he doesn't go to dallas like i'm not super mr negative about dudes not wanting to play here but if buddy get bought out and like go somewhere else like man we gotta move the team like that that's lucas guy that's not us as fans wanting him to play that's really his man's and the dude is literally, I quote it, saying he want to go to Dallas. Like, I don't, fam, I, I'm, I'm old. You know, I've been a fan for a while. Hearing a player under contract with another NBA team say the words, I want to come to Dallas. It was in Slovenian, so maybe the translation wasn't 100%, but, like, dog, that ain't, that's not something that happens. So if he ends up somewhere else, I'll be stunned. Um, I hope it happens. I... I feel pretty strongly about Drogic. I feel like um to I feel like the fan base kind of underrating him somehow. And I can't figure mm-hmm. out why, because like Buddy was like his I'm just gonna say it, like last time him and Kyle Lowry won the playoffs at the same time, he was just as good if not better, and they're the same age. So I do think Kyle Lowry is overall a better player right now, but it won't shock me at all if Goran Dragic, wherever he plays next year, is eighty-five to ninety percent as good as Kyle Lowry. Won't shock me at all. Remove um, being Luca's friend, remove all that ancillary bullshit, and just pure basketball effectiveness. It won't shock me if if Goran is, is a really really good player.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree. I feel like what from what I've seen, the main concern is his health. And, yeah, he's older. He's had injuries. You know, even in the bubble during that great run, you know, it was ended with an injury, you know. Yeah. And last year, injuries pretty much plagued him to the point where he was, I would say, a bit unrecognizable. You know, that's not the jogage we're used to, even in his old age. So I think, you know, right now there's no report of him being hurt um the reason why he didn't play you know in the olympics with slovenia is because he retired from um international competition so it's it wasn't an injury from an injury standpoint but i think if he's healthy and i feel like for a lot of i hate that i mean it's the nature of the sport but at the same time i feel like a lot of mavericks players there there's that tag you know if they're healthy and that's a bit worrying but at the same time there is a role for Dragic here. Like it's it's clear as day. You know, when the news broke, everyone knows what he's gonna come here to do, be a secondary ball handler. And that that doesn't necessarily mean he's starting next to Luka, because I would assume he's coming off the bench. Like if he comes here, he'll be a bench guard next to Brunson. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Obviously, you know, he'll play with Luca in different lineups. But um, I think I think he would to answer my own question yes i do think he may be able to pass pass on the offers if he gets offers from different contenders if he gets bought out because of hey there's a clear role for him here and it's not a role where he's gonna he's not gonna come here playing 30 minutes off the bench that's not happening i could see him at like you know maybe 22 minutes 23 24 Mm -hmm. (laughs) at the max i could see him playing 25 25 minutes at the max to be honest but and that's coming off the bench help you know taking load off luca taking a load off brunson i think him next to brunson on the bench i have no evidence <laughs> to support this claim but i think <laughs> brunson would be so much better next to Dragic because not only was his um playmaking burden lessened but the fact that this is another guy that he's a dribble penetration threat and i feel like we don't have a lot of that on the maps and that's a big problem. Not only just a secondary playmaker. We have no guys that is a threat to put the ball on the floor, go in the paint, and you know maybe kick out for and swing the ball around for a decent look. We don't have guys like that. It's Luca and Brunson. They're the only two. Tim is not a dribble penetration threat. I don't think he is. Um, so that's Drag enters Dragage. <laughs> He'll do wonders for Brunson as a shot creator next to him and uh, and kp you know he plays with kp that's someone else that can get kp he looks you know you saw the chemistry miami with um and bam and though bam and kp they play significantly different the same principles can be applied where he can look for him on lobs if they're running a pick and roll or um, he can actually make post entry passes (laughs) so um yeah so i think i just think it's it's just a great fit you know like you said from also, from a mentor standpoint, even if you put that aside and just strictly focus on basketball, he helps out so many people, so many guys from the bench to the starters. So I think it's a seamless fit, I think. And I said it before in the pod that if we didn't get Lowry, I'd prefer like a drawage over Conley just because of all the things I just mentioned. So I, I, I really hope it happens. At this point, I feel like a lot of Mavs fans thinks. It's pretty much a slam dunk, and you know Fisher, he has not missed. So right. if we're getting this from reliable sources, but I'm still very, very, I'm, I'm just, I just would hate for like a team to think, talk themselves into Drogba and trade for him, and then we would be so hurt because it's at the same time, Toronto doesn't really owe Drogba anything, and if they get an offer that they like, they would trade him in a heartbeat. And I know people are discussing, hey, that might, you know, strain the relationship between, you know, Masai and Bill Duffy, who's also the agent of their recent lottery pick in Scotty Barnes. But at the same time, he does not own Masai does not owe Billy Duffy anything, regardless no, of, of Scotty Barnes. That that to me, that's a little bit too that's trying to make too much of a connection. At the end of the day, it's Masai's job to get if, if, he, if he believes Dragage is an asset, it's his job to get the best you know package for an asset. So you, you, you couldn't even be too mad. It'd just be so unfortunate. So I hope Drogic, like the reports are really true, that he has no market and no team would talk themselves into getting him. And they just work on a buyout. Yeah. And he comes, he comes here. So that's the hope right now
0: yeah and and i'll say this like as far as being injury prone like every player that made a deep run in the bubble pretty much fell off a little
1: bit or a a lot of bit
0: last year like
1: all of them did if you uh, if you look at the only one was the only one that didn't the only name i could think of that really paid played heavy minutes and didn't so, for like drop off was Jokic. Yeah. He played every game. He was the yep. only one. Yeah. He was the only one.
0: And, and, and it wasn't even older guys. I'm talking it just every, if you were on like a Western, Eastern Conference final, all the teams that made the Eastern Conference, well, the finals, conference finals in the bubble basically like suffered severe injuries. And yep. the players that played the bulk of the minutes in the bubble. Young, old, twenty-five to thirty-five, pretty much got hurt the next year, and I think, yeah. I like, man, I, I was watching Dragic in the bubble. Dragic can still, even what he was last year, he can still go. I, I, I really think Mavs fans are underrating him, and
1: he can. I think he'll be a six-man of the year candidate if he's it, if he's healthy and comes here. I firmly believe he'll be in the race.
0: Yeah, and, and we're talking about, you know, you know. He, I think he's one of the few players in the league that when Luke is, you know, pouting or whining, Drogic a dog, too. I think that, mm-hmm. you know, he's not going... He ain't no enforcer or nothing like that, but Dragic don't play no bullshit. He going to be in shape. He going to hold his teammates accountable. You know, that's one thing. Like, that's Jimmy Butler's guy. You know, Kyle Lowry mm-hmm. is obviously a little closer to him, and Kyle Lowry's a little better than Dragic, but... Anybody gets Jimmy Butler's stamp of approval when it comes to showing up and being a dog is somebody that the Dallas Mavericks need. And then you add in, you sprinkle the little extra. Okay, this is Luca's guy. It's like dude, we, we, I'm still cool with trading for him. But if it's a buyout, it's like it's a no brainer. Getting Goran Dragic on a buyout, even if he's just the player he was last year, would be one of the best transactions the Mavs have had in recent uh, history, like that's just a, a yeah. slam dunk, especially the way this roster is currently constructed. Like we we need somebody, I mean, you know, hell me and you was arguing on the timeline about Dennis Smith Jr. And like, that's <laughs> how down bad we were. The Mavericks yeah. officially are working out Lance Stevenson and Monte Ellis and IT, Isaiah Thomas, I'm like fam, like, it ain't just the fan base that realizes somebody else who can dribble is needed. So, we, we need Dragic, and um, we really do. We, we need him, and I hope we get him. I hope all this is true. Because I, I, I will say it, I think this team is the exact same spot they were last year. Four seed, May, uh, I'm going to say fifth seed. If everything mm-hmm. works out perfect, it's a four seed. But I think Dragic changes the ceiling because if they get that four seed, if you got Dragic, I just feel totally different about when the bullets start flying in the playoffs. I know he's gonna show up.
1: hmm Yep, and that's another one where I, I think offense won't die, <laughs> you know. If did yeah. Drogic can produce offense, whether that's for himself or like I said, just dribble pen like dribble penetration is so underrated to me like having a guy that's just able to put pressure on the rim I feel like that's just so underrated like that was a big problem for the Clippers like I would say last year everyone thought oh they needed a point guard they needed a point guard yes and no they really needed a guard that could put pressure on the rim they were a jump shooting team yeah. and you know so I think just having a guy <laughs> that put pressures on the put pressure on the rim and to the point where the defense is worried about them and now looks get easier you can kick the ball out for easier looks i think just having a guy like that the the ceiling like you mentioned yes it's a lot higher don't know what he does necessarily for your floor i think he does raise it a little bit but definitely for ceiling he definitely raises the ceiling so yeah we'll have to see figures crossed
0: yeah i look at it as if like, the, the, what I keep going back to is uh, that Indiana game when Luka didn't play, and we literally couldn't get the ball up the court. Oh, yeah. And it's yeah. like, and then with the Clippers, if Luka was off the court, forget getting a good shot. Like, we couldn't even initiate a play.
1: That's yeah, it was, yeah. It was, they looked lost. They looked yeah. like lost out there.
0: Yeah, you got Josh Richardson dribbling literally off his feet directly into a double team. And yeah. I just know Drogic, if nothing else, is going to be able to competently get me into a set. And yeah. I, I'll take it. I'll take it. So
1: yeah.
0: hopefully, hope I, I hope it's quick. I hope this moves fast because I'm tired of thinking about it. And I don't want to hear, I don't want to argue with my homie about Dennis Smith Jr. Or the... <laughs> I just don't want to talk about that stuff no more.
1: Hey, he he'll be on the legends. It seems. <laughs> if, if if no, not even trying to be funny. It seems like um, Portland. I, I've I've seen yeah, Portland. Usually they don't have a G League team, so they usually send their two way guys to us okay. on the legends. So I, I think he will end up on the legends anyway. So that that was my big like. I people think I hate. Dennis i've seen people say oh why do you hate him you I don't, don't see him. the vision
0: no. sj <laughs> you him. keep accusing us of nostalgia and i'm like family we it don't ain't... have humans that can dribble like
1: he but can what dribble. have you seen he can dribble yes but he can't like to me like yes he can dribble but that's one thing like you still can't put him out there and play him legitimate like if if a tanking team in detroit who traded De- Derek Rose, who was one of their best players, to get him. And they still didn't want him after he played games for them. What, if a tanking team does not want him, they're, what are we doing with him? And we're trying to win. What are we doing? And we're trying a, to play him minutes. That's my thing. They're, what they're, are we doing with him?
0: Their <laughs> situation changed. They got the number one overall pick. He was hurt, so they couldn't even realistically evaluate him. And just to keep it real, they had, like, two other dudes.
2: Who they were chose all Saban
1: ra- Lee over him. That's the way I see it. It was, uh, it was him or Saban Lee, and Saban Lee produced more, and they gave Saban Lee the contract instead of him. That's how I see it. And Saban Lee did produce more than him. He was not bad in Detroit. I'm not saying, okay, I'm not saying he was horrible. He did show a little something, but it's not something to the point where you're taking a flyer on him and putting him in your rotation for developmental minutes. No, no. And we're not the only ones because no other team called him apart from Portland to offer him a, a training camp contract. So you guys, that's my thing. I, if the Mavs offered him a training camp contract, sure, that, that, that's no harm but I was was seeing people saying that he's in the rotation. He should be playing over Brunson. Like, that's insane to me. (laughs) Wait, wait,
2: wait.
0: Okay, okay. With with my travels, I haven't been on Twitter like that. Look, y'all, y'all can't do this to the Dennis (laughs) Smith Jr. Hive. Like, y'all can't embarrass us like that. Dennis is like a breaking case of emergency. Get him in training camp. Get him in practice. Get him in shape. Get him healthy. And then... Hopefully, he can give you maybe 10 minutes every third night, you know, and then next year, maybe he develops into something. But if you think he's playing over Jalen Brunson, come on, y'all, be better. Yes, that that was the the
1: argument that he, that we know what Brunson is. And Dennis Smith could probably, you know, do a better job. And that was the argument. So that's why I'm like, I don't get it. The argument was to play him in the rotation. That was that was what I was pushing back against. I, that, that was my pushback. That he cannot, he's not a part of a 10-man rotation on the Mavericks. That was my argument. And the argument that was being presented to me was that, yes, he should. And <laughs> he could do a better job. So that, that was all it is.
0: Hey, my guy did this surprisingly enough. Actually was and up. He wasn't an elite defender, but he was solid in Detroit. I'm going to give on him that. On ball, yes. He, yeah.
1: he was okay. He was okay. Yeah,
0: he was yeah. solid. With all that being said, that man would be playing. I'm sorry, that's hilarious to me. Over Jalen Brunson? <laughs> like, yes, Jalen like Brunson? Brunson. Yes. Okay, I I missed that. I see why you had that energy now. Because, uh, I like I told y'all, I think I mentioned it on the pod, I am... I am a Dennis Smith fan, Jr. fan. I will root for that dude as long as he's in the NBA. I like that guy quite a bit. I probably have more Dennis Smith Jr. merch than any player not named Dirk in my house right now. Even when that shit, when he got traded, that shit was on sale. T-shirts five dollars. I bought all that shit. So I like Dennis. Um, with that being said, that man ain't a rotation player <laughs> on a good team. Not right now. He just ain't. He just ain't. So... Let's move on. Let's move on. Hey, I do. While we're talking about Dennis, uh, I do want to add because it happened while I was out or while we were on break. We gotta add. We gotta talk about the uh, the finishment, young Lori marketing.
1: Oh yes, yes.
0: We can. We, we gotta add that. So you want to do that now, or you want to do Eastern Conference nah,
1: let's. Nah, we, we can go into Lori marketing. So that was surprising to me because I truly believe that. I just saw him taking the qualifying offer, to be honest, because yeah. I know he really didn't want to, but I, I, I really thought it was either he goes and takes someone's TPE, and I know the Pelicans, they had the most money, but with their moves, it you know, they got, um, I forgot what move they made that made me think, okay, they definitely ruled out marketing. But they made a move. Oh, so Josh was, Hart. Made, I think it was Josh, Josh Hart. Hart. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Josh, Josh Hart. Hart. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, so they re-signed Josh Hart. So I was like, okay. So Marking is probably, you know, out of the picture for them. And then us, you know, he he wanted to come play with us. You know, there was reports of that. But I didn't see us, you know, really giving up a pick like Chicago wanted. And I didn't see any other team that would do so. And in comes Cleveland. Um, They paid him a, a, a cute bag, I would say, for Laurie Markin. And, um... Was it guaranteed money of sixty one million dollars, but in yes,
2: yes. bonuses
1: it comes up to um sixty seven million dollars, which is a lot of money for Lauren Market, especially considering that the idea was being floated around that he was going to come play here for forty four million, yeah, <laughs> you know, right, and right. then um get a put probably get a player option on the last year and become a free agent when he was like twenty seven again. And make more money, you know. Playing next to Luka is gonna make him more money. That was the, you know, selling point and idea. But he took the more guaranteed money as he should have, and he's gonna be a cab And I do not know what Cleveland's doing. They have a million power forward and centers, a lot of a lot of front court depth. But um, I don't know. It's it's they have no wings on their roster. I think curl is literally. The only playable wing, I would say playable, because they still have Chetty Osmond, who was horrible last year. I think he he had the worst true shooting percentage of anybody who took like decent attempts in the league out of so many players. I think he was like like a forty something. He was horrible last year, Oof. so he's unplayable. You know, you would prefer not to have him in your rotation, at least playing heavy minutes. And, yeah, it's just a Okoro because Sexton and Garland, they're very tiny. So you have a tiny backcourt. You got a Okoro who's fighting for his life at that small forward position to defend. You have Mobley who I don't know what's going on there. Are you going to bring Mobley off the bench? He was your number three pick, you know, and I think he should be starting for you. At least that's what my opinion, but I'm not sure what they're going to do with him. You just pay Jared Allen, you know, a hundred million dollars um and I know people are saying oh he's overpaid and you know it's I know it's a murky subject you know it's those types of centers getting money but at the end of the day he got that money because he can defend and he's a great rim runner so I think the money was justified looking at who Cleveland was but with that being said the moves they made afterwards just don't make sense to me and then we haven't even touched on the Kevin Love aspect of it where you know, it was reported that oh, they were going to work on a buyout, and then it, you know, Woods reported, "Hell no!" You know, okay Love wants all his money, which makes sense because he's never seen that money again, and he has quite a bit left. I think he has two years left, so around sixty plus million dollars. So yeah, I would not give back any money either if I was Love. But at the same time, I would hope that he fixes his attitude because he, you know, throws tantrums and acts out. And it's like, he doesn't want to be there, but clearly he doesn't want to take the buyout. So something has to give. So he needs to have a better attitude, in my opinion, especially seeing that he won't get minutes. It's looking like he's he's going to be out of this rotation, at least. And he'll just be like, a, he probably won't. My, my, honestly, my my guess here is that he won't suit up for most of the games next year. I'm not going to lie that that might be a hot take a little bit because they're paying him so much money but I I don't think he even suits up because like you have all those you know you have Laurie you have Mobley um you even have Lamar Stevens who I would say is someone they gave a multi-year deal to develop so I would I would even consider playing him over love at this point especially since Cleveland I know they're trying to be good but they're just not their pieces don't make sense to me so yeah the Cavs I do not know what they're doing I pray for Mobley um it looks my hot take with the Cavs is Sexton's gone by the trade deadline oh, wow. yeah I don't think with the money there's a lot of money tied into that team now with you know the Laurie contract the Jared Allen contract I think they're I think they like Garland over Sexton to, you know, the fact that they're shopping Sexton and the fact that you don't have to pay Garland yet. So um, I think because Sexton is going to be looking for a max, especially if he, you know, has a season similar to last year and he stays relatively healthy, he's going to demand a max. And it would be justifiable because he's producing. It's not like he's not producing. He is producing. So I I don't think they're going to afford to pay him. And still be bad, <laughs> you know. what I mean, they're still gonna yeah. be bad. So I do think Sexton is gonna be gone. A team who, who wants to pay him, someone's gonna trade for his bird rights. I think that's my hot take. He's gone by the trade deadline.
0: Yeah, I. Whew, that that Cleveland situation is weird because, like, if if they pay um, if they pay Sexton. You add up Sexton, Laurie, and next year. I guess, dude, I don't think Kevin Love, I think it, it could just be negotiating, but Kevin Love say no discounts. I have won my ring. I have made yeah. my all-star teams. I want every check I can get. I want every cent. And uh, maybe they just pay him to go home. Maybe they stretch him. But if you get to adding up, Kevin Love plus Sexton plus Lori plus uh Allen. Like, dude, that's that's funny. That's like a top 10 payroll for one of the worst exactly. teams in the NBA. And yeah. this is still this is still a business. And um not to get back on the Dragic topic, but the only way, like I think last time I looked at it, Toronto uh with Dragic on the books at his full salary. You know, it's it's a rather it's a high payroll and Pascal ain't playing the first month and if that that's at the earliest he's not he's missing the first month, so it's kind of the same thing. You can't have a high payroll for a bad team, so that might be how Maybe Dragic to at least ten million on the on the table and that ten million dollars is the difference between that team turning a profit or not. And coming off a of pandemic, keep in mind Toronto played no home games whatsoever last year. They had to pay staff, players, coaches to be in Tampa for a whole year and didn't get any income to offset it. And there's no guarantee, uh, I, I hate to admit this, but I've been like monitoring their uh, arena situation to see when they can have fans to see, you know, cause like they may, if drive leave even five to $10 million, that's the difference between turning a profit for an NBA team. And this is still a business. So as it pertains to the topic at hand, like it's kind of the same thing with Cleveland. Like, bro, you can't have that high of a payroll unless you got a really good chance of making a deep playoff run
1: because this
2: this is a
0: business. You got to make money. These teams are here to make money. And a lot of uh, Raptors fans and even Cavs fans, they don't realize, like I've seen a lot of the Toronto fans are so passionate that. He won't get bought out. I'm like, bro, he leaves $10 million on the table and don't let him leave more than that. Yeah, he's getting bought out. He's gone. He's gone. Yeah. And Cleveland just can't afford to pay all those dudes to be a bad team. So yeah. That, that, that Lori situation is so weird. I was thinking when I first heard it, I was like, okay, it'll be like a three-year deal with a team option after year three. And it's like, okay, that's cool, you know, fifteen per year, but like, nah, family, that uh, he's guaranteed sixty-one million dollars yeah. in four years. That's a four-year deal. I don't think there's no opt-outs. It's just they nope. can, they don't have to pay him uh, six million in that last year. And I'm like, no nah, that's y'all. <laughs> I, I like Lori. I to to bring it back to the Mavs. One of my biggest arguments for why I'm driving Maxie to the airport, yes, he's not a shot creator, but if I throw it to him and he's open at the three-point line or in the mid-range 10 to 12 times a game, he's going to produce 10 points a game at least sufficiently, even if he can't dribble. I know we need a uh, someone who can create, but my big thing for Lori on the Mavs is, dog, even our guys who are just shooters and just role players – you can't reliably throw it to them and they're going to make the shot. Like that's proven. Like I think Lori marketing's career average is like 14, 15 points a game dog. I think you got KP, you got Luca, I think Jalen and then Tim, that's it. That is it. Those are only four players on the roster whose career averages are over 10 points a game. And you know, I, I've been I've been joking on a timeline calling it three and a half <laughs> because you know how reliable is KP, right? So yeah. that, that was my thing with Laurie, is like we just need human beings who can score points if you throw them the ball and tell them to shoot it. And that was my thing. I get he wasn't a good defensive fit. I actually would argue that he can move his feet surprisingly well. That dude just, I don't know he plays pick and roll defense like he's never played basketball. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen for a guy mm-hmm. that's in his fourth year in the league. Like he's bad at that, but he can move his feet. If you just switch all switch, everything I get, maybe, but I, I just don't know what Cleveland's doing. Cause as much as I advocated for Lori on the maps, that shit makes no sense to me. Like yeah. I, I, what's the best case scenario for that? That's what I just keep coming back to. He can't play with Jared Allen and Evan Mobley.
1: Nope. yeah, no. I think I I I'm assuming they're bringing him off the bench because I just can't. Like, are you really bringing Mobley off the bench? You know what I mean. And I think, and I I mean, you uh, they even got Ricky Rubio. I even forgot they got Ricky Rubio. So that's another. He is a decent bag too i think he's getting paid 17 million dollars in his life i mean that's an expiring contract but still like they have a lot of money tied up and i mean i could see them you know i could see Moby off the bench or rubio i guess because that's going to be an actual guard that can get him the ball because honestly no shade to um sexton and i mean garland is a willing passer but you know, I, I don't know how much Moby's going to get opportunities to be involved in the offense because those guards are so, you know, ball-dominant. Um, so I can not see them bringing him off the bench, but it's like, I don't I don't know, man. I don't know what they're doing. I, I think Sexton's gone. I do. I, I don't think, like, they're in, they're going to, they're approaching Timberwolves' territory where their payroll is just so high and they stink so bad where it's just <laughs> not even justifiable no really like the, the word payroll yeah. makes no goddamn sense
0: I know. I know and i know
1: they'll be better this this season i mean we'll will, will, be better will they? I'm okay, will I'm they? okay okay By how
0: much By how much because okay
1: here's the thing by how much i don't know but i can say for sure they will win more games than they did last year if the if you, you know cats still healthy it. because i think uh, they were bad last year but I feel like a piece that's been missing is that they were injured at the same cat missed a ton of games you know between COVID and his I think wrist injury he broke his wrist or something like that and then d missed another good handful of games you know what I'm saying so they they were injured they were injured and then Anthony Edwards he was pretty bad you know the first half of the season then he came into his own so I think with all those circumstances I get why they lost so many games last year so I can say for a fact that they will win more games but to your point i don't know i i can see them where i predict is that they'll be fighting for a plane spot gotcha. Gotcha. they'll be in that mix yeah no higher than that i saw someone say they, they're gonna be a because i asked i posted a question on twitter i got a lot of responses um what's your hottest take um i got a lot of quotes um and one that i saw was um people are say minnesota is gonna be a top six (laughs) seed and that is a hot take but hell no like that's just not even conceivable but yeah so i cleveland to me is headed in that direction where they're not good enough to justify that huge payroll so i think something has to give where the fact that kevin love is not trying to give any money back (laughs) they're gonna have to um they're gonna have to move sexton before they have to pay him and because i don't think especially from cleveland if i'm Sexton, if i'm staying in cleveland they're paying me a max yeah (laughs) like you're getting you're giving me a max contract
0: Um, not only only are you paying me the max i'm not like adjusting my game to accommodate shit because i need these stats to get this bag so exactly y'all can trade me if y'all want to but I'm playing how I've been playing. Kevin Love can cry all he wants to. I'm yeah, exactly. I'm getting these buckets.
1: Yeah, he was a bucket. That's he was a yeah. bucket, and that's another thing to watch for. Granted, it's going to add to their pool of power forwards because I think that's what he is at this point. But Ben Simmons, we can transition into talking about Ben Simmons here. But um, as we know, he's been he's been hot on the trade market. I would say from as soon as that Atlanta series wrapped up his name has been you know in trade rumors and right now it's to the point where the reports are that and these I mean these were said before a couple months ago but they were being reported by like guys like Kirk and you know they're not as reliable but now more reliable sources are coming out saying that hey Ben Simmons he's not trying to show up to training camp like if if he's willing to take the fines and I believe the numbers were I heard on an ESPN programming, the numbers were. I think he gets fine two hundred and maybe twenty five or maybe two fifty. I don't know, but two hundred fifty thousand no, 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 no. hey,
0: dollars you, hey, per uh, day. You, uh I think it's two point two hundred and I literally listened to the pod with uh when and yeah, I I shit you not right before we got on. So yeah, it's two two hundred and six. Sixty.
1: Six, okay.
0: Two hundred and sixty, I'm sorry. So I guess during training camp, NBA teams work six days a week. So it's like one point
1: one million. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Yeah. for
0: for every week he misses. But every week, yeah. He doesn't get paid until November fifteenth. So if he gets traded before November fifteenth, the team that trades for him doesn't have to find him. And then the team, the Sixers, don't have to find them either. But that—that's interesting.
1: Yeah, but yeah. So I, yeah, those those were the numbers I heard too. And I heard also that they were saying it's not about the money for him. They don't. He, I mean, he's getting paid thirty million. You know, he's getting paid a lot of money. So I don't think he really cares too much about the money. And that's what they were saying. It's it's uncomfortable. And I saw right before we hopped on, there's a clip floating around on Twitter of. Um, <laughs> the morning news in Philadelphia, um, they're clowning him. They, you know, they said, hey, Ben Simmons is hastily leaving Philadelphia. And it was a video of trash, you know, floating in the flood. Yeah, you know, trash yeah. can. So it, it's getting to the point where he – it's looking like he can't – he just cannot step foot on the floor, you know, yeah. in the first home game at Philly. Like, that just can't happen. So it's, it's getting to the point where it's obvious that, you know – they were saying the trade talks stalled and whatnot, but now he kind of has to get moved. And at the same time, Daryl Morey is the guy that's running things. Over, it looks like he pretty much has full autonomy. I know he was working with Elton Brand. They said they would share, you know, the duties with in terms of basketball operations. But it looks, you know, it looks like definitely Daryl Morey is the is the guy. And as we know, he he doesn't care <laughs> about um uncomfortable players and stuff like that he's not gonna um just take bull ball offers because Simmons doesn't want to show up to training camp and clearly this is a pattern with clutch sports clients where Rich Paul is you know he's telling them hey sit out you know A. B. did the same thing um who else Simmons is doing the same thing someone else who did the same a clutch client um uh, who was it i forgot but another clutch client you know set out training camp as well so it's it's a pattern here and i don't know i think um my point that i was making tie into this is cleveland they said simmons would be open to going to cleveland that's another team that could i could see them you know giving really? up sex I, 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 didn't, I didn't even know that yeah. oh wow yeah, um, but like I said, it, it's adding to the. I think Simmons is a power forward. I, I don't think he's playing PG in the league anymore. I think that's dead. I think Doc, you know, I know Brett Brown in the bubble. He was starting Simmons at power forward um, for the couple of games before he got injured. And then when Doc came in, Doc was like, well, we're not doing that. <laughs> we're making him the point guard again. And now with all the tape and film, it's clear that I don't think he can be a starting point to Doc's point. Maybe that's what Doc meant instead of, um, you know, to the question where do you think Simmons is a starting point guard on a championship team? And he said, he doesn't know. Maybe he didn't, maybe he doesn't know about point guard starting power forward. Sure. (laughs) Could he, you know, starting, you know, small forward. Sure. But, um, yeah, I think he's a power forward at this point. So, um, I think whichever team's trading for him should have that, you know, in mind. That's why I think the Timberwolves are such a good fit because they need a – I don't think they have a power forward, uh, a legit power forward on their roster. They haven't re-signed Vanderbilt, Jared Vanderbilt yet, and he just might take the qualifying offer um, to come back. But, yeah, they. I've read – Athletic has been reporting that they – haven't been too immersed in the power forward market because they're kind of waiting on Simmons and they're the most aggressive team in the, with a Simmons offer. But Philly, I don't know, Maury, he, he doesn't seem like he wants D'Lo, be Beasley. Um, I, I saw they, they're willing to throw in Jaden McDaniels into it, That that was surprising to me, but they're the only team that so far from the reports are willing to like gut their roster to bring in Simmons. Whereas other teams, they're like, kind of laughing in maury's face you know golden state they're not trying to give up legit assets for simmons because and i get that because you know playing him with dray there's questions there um cleveland apparently doesn't want to do that either and the kings there were another team yet they don't want to include fox or Halliburton. so i don't know where you where do you see simmons and what do you what offers do you see coming in for him
0: i think um it's it's weird. I, uh, it's really, really weird because I, I usually have a, a strong take or a strong opinion or something of that nature with this, but I just have no idea because it's such a unique situation, right? Yeah. Because Philly has to get, and like, Joanne B is, you know, his knees are a ticking time bomb. Yep. So you can't you can't get a young player who you you gotta get like a star you gotta get someone who can go right now and who's trading Ben Simmons for that you know what I mean yeah now, who's trading for Ben Simmons and giving that up um, like I keep hearing that Daryl Morey is waiting for uh, Dane, okay. Dame mm-hmm. or or Brad Bill but. If I'm one of those teams, like if if I'm Portland, yeah, I just blow it up. Like I do a three-team trade, trade, I do a James Harden trade. Give me a whole bunch of picks. Uh because Dame's old and Joanne Bede is uh like if, if I'm sending Dame to a contender, I want future draft picks before I want somebody like Ben Simmons who's going to make me mediocre yeah. at best.
1: And yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, I just
0: don't, I don't know where he's going to go. If I, you put a gun to my head, I would say Portland for CJ, because I mm-hmm. actually think if you just trade, I don't know, uh, Ben Simmons for CJ and I don't know, some draft picks, I think, you know, Tyrese Maxey is really damn good. And you put him next to CJ with the other defenders they got. And it's like, bro, I, that might be as good as it's going to get. And that might be good mm. enough to. So
1: you're benching Seth Curry.
0: Yes, SJ. <laughs> you know, it hurts for me to admit that. I, between Dennis Smith Jr. and Seth Curry, you making me shit on. Uh, <laughs> you're making me be realistic with all of my favorites. And I, I don't like that. I don't like <laughs> that. But yeah, Seth, Seth's a bench player. You know that. We all know that. I think he's proven on a high level team. He can't be on the floor because he's just, we switch on his man every single time. It's an automatic mm-hmm. bucket. So he, he's a bench player. So you throw CJ out there and die. I feel like CJ McCollum has become underrated because he stepped out of bounds. Oh, yeah. I,
1: I think that this course <laughs> kind of got, I mean, I kind of soured on CJ, not because of his on court abilities, because he talks a lot. I I didn't like him trying to shit on Giannis that whole run. Like he he was he was making some slick comments. So the, other than that, his on court ability, yeah, he usually I would say like Dame takes uh, honestly as much as you know Dame time he's clutch. I would say regular season versus playoff Dame kind of he's had great moments, but Dame kind of takes a step back in the playoffs, and I mean that. There's a lot of factors as to why that is. Um, obviously game plans are more, you know, geared to stop Dame, other than others on the team. So, but his efficiency does, you know, go down in the playoffs. Whereas CJ, he steps up in the playoffs and he's had fantastic series, you know, yeah. um, in the playoffs for Portland. So yes, I do agree with that. He's a he's a bit underrated at this
2: point.
0: Yeah, when they when they made that Western conference finals run, I feel like everybody like got hit with the men in black you forget this happened like CJ was cooking he put teams away like it was him Dame was tired he was deferring to CJ uh I think was it Denver I think it was Denver
1: who yeah yeah the game seven 37 yeah. 30 points yeah. Name?
0: yeah yeah like dog, that was CJ I mean and it, wasn't, it was C-J. it wasn't I was being set up it was clear the floor out this I got this you know what I mean mm-hmm. and I just feel like they are acting like CJ is just this bum. And even it's not just the discourse with Twitter and fans. It's like even quote unquote NBA journalists. And I'm like, bro, that dude pretty much averages 23 points a game in the playoffs in the West. He's not a great defender, but you he ain't Seth Curry. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And he can get his own shot. We know that. We know that. That's not our it's not a projection. And maybe the yeah. upside isn't great, but Shit, they would have beat Atlanta if they had CJ instead of Ben Simmons.
1: A oh, 100%. Yeah, and to me, yeah, to your point, I agree with the, the – here's why Philly is in such a weird spot too. Like it's not like, – like you said, they have to get players that help them win now because that's Joel Embiid's timeline. So it's not like the reverse where they have a young guy and they're trading like an older vet, you know, to maximize their young guy and picks will be fine because you know obviously you're working on a future timeline no it's the opposite <laughs> they're working on a win now and you're trading a young player that is not helping you really win now and that's the thing Ben's a great floor raiser ceiling raiser no and that kind of got into a whole floor raiser versus ceiling raiser argument maybe we can talk about that in the next pod but um yeah. Ben's a great floor raiser so in the regular season he's fine that's not the problem first round series you know as long as, you know, he's good in first round series, but it's when second round, you know, beyond that, he, he can't um, really produce. So they can't look, even look for a package with a million picks unless they're flipping those right after, um, you know, unless it, it's it's um turning into like a multi-team trade where they're moving those picks to like another team and they're getting that win now player. So um, if they, for example, if they got like Golden State's package with like, you know, Wiseman and all those young guys and picks, they could probably, I would think they would flip those, you know, immediately flip um, four more win now pieces. But yeah, they, their options are limited. You know, with that being said, their options are very limited. Um, So CJ, like you said, would be a good um piece, you know, a good trade piece. Um, And like I said before, Sexton, you know, he's young, but he's a bucket (laughs) as well. And I'm pretty sure if you have Sexton instead of Simmons, you're probably winning that series as well. Uh, Um,
0: Sexton D's up too. Like he's kind of, honestly, he's been out there trying to get his stats, but he's shown capability. I think you put, I like Sexton. I I, I like him too. (laughs) I do like him. I feel like because he's in Cleveland there's been this narrative about what he is or whatever. And it's like, Saxon's a dog. He D's up. He wants to win. I don't think he, you put him in a winning situation. If you a young player that ain't been paid and you on a bad team, you should get your fucking stats. You shouldn't pass the ball to these dudes. They ain't that good.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I do. So I, I'm just very interested in where this is going to go because I think Maury fumbled the bag by not trading Simmons on um, draft night, and he's a big reason as to why the conversation stalled because, remember, the early reports were – a lot of teams were interested in Simmons. Like, So I'm sure he got loads of offers, but because he was so adamant with keeping the asking price so high, it kind of became ridiculous because you're like, okay – Ben Simmons, yes, he's a good player, but he's not the type of player because he's not a um a great ceiling raiser. He's not the type of player where you gut your roster for or you kind of mortgage your future for because he's not a ceiling raiser. So um yeah, I, I just think the whole thing is real interesting. I'm I'm I do think Maury is gonna, I think he ends up on the Timberwolves at the end of the day because. They're from, by all accounts, they're the only. And granted, anything on an, a team can come out of nowhere. So, you know, we're all just guessing here. But they seem to be the only team that's willing to get aggressive with Maury and kind of, at least, meet in the middle because <laughs> they really want him. And I think he pairs so well next to Cat, so well next to Cat. So um, if if I think there, I think he's gonna be a, a wolf and a wolf, <laughs> but um. <laughs> I don't know. Why I said that, but yeah, that I mean, it's it's tough. It's so tough. It's so tough.
0: Yeah, I uh, I would I would as a lover of the game of basketball, I would really love to see Ben Simmons and Cat link up because that's like literally a match made. in yeah. heaven. Um, that is, man, it's like you design two people to play to each other that with their strengths and their weaknesses that mm. would just be and they're sick.
1: friends. Oh, I, I didn't. He, I didn't
0: know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, because
1: so, a concern was, oh, are they really gonna trade D'Lo when they traded for Cat's friend? You know the whole friend aspect, but he's he's friends with um Simmons too, so it's like, yeah, even if I, yeah, you trade his homie, you're getting back another homie. So it's like, yeah,
0: and, and um, I'm like at some point, I <laughs> it's not to bring everything back to the Mavs, but I think D'Lo is going to be salary dumped here or mm-hmm. even potentially bought out like I think that's how far he's mm-hmm. falling if he don't show something next year because like he let's be honest I, I was I remember that that the summer of what was that 2019 I was like bro we should we had a max slot we should go get delo even if it don't work he's an asset mm-hmm. and he ended up being an asset for Golden State it, he got mm-hmm. he got what was that the seventh pick they got just by paying him.
1: Yeah, and they got the seventh pick and Wiggins.
0: Yeah. And Wiggins. And it's like that. W- they executed my plan even though he's not that good of a player. And, uh, but man, I just think he ha- he's not only he's been mid and he's not been healthy. And it's like bro, mm-hmm. that, I, I just don't see I just don't see how much longer he's been working. I know him and uh, Cat are really tight, but cat no, trying to win we we've seen friends yep. go separate ways I don't you know and I think it's about that time I
2: yeah I think I think,
0: think so Delo was out of there maybe D-Lo could fit in um Philly but I wouldn't trade I don't know I mean you gotta trade Ben Simmons but you gotta give me something good if it's Ben Simmons for D'Angelo Russell if I'm Philly it gotta be like
1: Oh Beasley know. probably gotta be in there too. Yeah, but
0: well, Beasley, what is he's a good player, but what is off the court shit like? Those are still two. Those is distressed of an asset as Ben Simmons is. Those two players are actually more distressed in my opinion. So yeah, you—that's probably
1: why they're throwing in McDaniel's. I really didn't think he'd be thrown in, but he's a good young piece. I thought they were gonna try yeah, to hold on to. Him.
0: Yeah, you you pro- he's probably probably the sweetener. Yeah, you probably even got. To, That's the thing, Minnesota can't trade anymore first. But then at the same time, Mm -hmm. shit, man, if you put uh, Ben Simmons and Cat together, I think that's a playoff team with Anthony just with league average to slightly below league average guards and Ben Simmons and Cat and uh, Jesus Christ, I can't believe I'm forgetting my guy's name, rookie of the year or second and rookie of the year to Lamelo, my man out of yeah. Georgia. How am I? Oh, Anthony with that? Edwards. Yeah, there we go. That is a playoff <laughs> team. And yeah. um, I, I, I maybe you do trade up. Just make it lottery protected or top ten protected. I, I like that. I actually like that a lot. I I think we just work this trade out. Let's go. Let's call it to league.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think because at the same time, they're going to, if they trade, you know, Beasley and Russell, um, I'm not even going to include McDaniels yet, but let's say it's just them two, they're trading. Yeah, like you said, if you can just get decent guards, because Simmons is still going to be handling the ball, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're they're not going to, he's still a ball handler, and the way how the Wolves, they run their offense, a lot of it is through Cat, you know, like through the elbow, you know, mid-post area, so you don't have to get. It's like it's like Denver, how not saying cat is yokage but like um, you know how he was able to get by with you know an Austin Rivers, you know, and even though Campazo is a great playmaker, but you know Campazzo, um, they weren't handling the ball too much, you know. It was yokage you know. Mm. So it's going to be similar. I see the similar things if if they're in that route where. You know, obviously, Simmons um, has a lot of the ball handlings, or they could really just play him at point guard (laughs) and um, Uh yeah, you know, re-sign Vanderbilt, so he's playing power forward, and it's Cat and Simmons just plays point guard, (laughs) you know, so I think they have options there and their team is definitely not complete because their bench, I looked at their bench, oh my goodness. (laughs) The Wolves, that bench is kind of nasty. So um, I don't know. They have work to do if they go that route. But I, I don't, I just don't know. He and Simmons at the same time, he's making demands. He says he wants to go to a California team. Um, one of the three teams, even though we know there's four teams in California. So I'm assuming the Kings are the ones not on his list. I, I would want to say, but um, I don't see that happening. I just think the Lakers definitely aren't training for him. You know, obviously salary cap exists, so that can't happen. The Clippers, they, I, I just don't see them having assets that would move Philly. And like I said, the, the Warriors, they're not interested. Um, and the Kings, they're the only ones that make a, a bit of sense, but they're also not trying to, they're, they're offering buddy heel. That's the best they can do, <laughs> you know, so um, I don't know. I just don't envy Daryl Mori or the Sixers. They're, they were they had they were number one seed last year, but so much turmoil is, is just I do not envy their fan base.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I that's just rough, and you know Philly is hard on athletes, but the yeah. shit, Bull Simmon, Bill Simmons, the shit <laughs> Ben Simmons pulled, like I've never seen, that's fam, I don't get any level of basketball. Even little kids don't do stuff like that.
1: And yeah, um, listen, it's it's crazy.
0: Yeah, and I just he can't play for them. Daryl Moore he he got he gotta get over himself. And you mm-hmm. remember how like OKC like usually doesn't buy guys out. They just usually ride it out, but they bought out oh,
2: yeah. Yeah. I think
0: we're gonna start Seeing that, like, I, I, if Toronto buy, because Toronto hasn't bought anyone out. If they buy out Gorin and you know Ben Simmons gets traded before the season starts, you're gonna see GMs having to break, uh, break protocol because, like, I, I feel like no one's acknowledging that this pandemic has really hurt the owner's bottom line, and money is important. That's why. You know, that's why I was so pissed about what the Lakers did because they didn't really add to a payroll and they got a great ass bench for five dollars. And mm-hmm. if you even look at the moves Golden State made, like they didn't dog, they know they weren't paying that luxury tax. Same thing for Brooklyn. Like they took advantage of players wanting to play for them for the low because they couldn't really pay, they couldn't pay top of the market for those guys it, well Golden State actually could they had a full mid-level and they was like the full mid-level is 10 million dollars of salary but as far as real money with the luxury tax it's like 40 million dollars mm-hmm. And teams uh, this is why not to rehash all stuff this is why that whole uh a contender will take, will trade up first for Maxi. Well, the contenders is in the luxury tax. So Maxi's $9 million is really $30 million for them. Leo. And nobody's doing that.
1: That's also why I think um, Brooklyn's TPE, they still have a sizable TPE, yeah. which seems so unfair, you know, because they, they already have so much talent. But I think that might go unused. <laughs> it's going to cost yeah, them yeah. I, a I, shit ton of money for that. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think they're going to really need it. You know, seeing... How their team is, um. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna really need it. Nope. So,
0: and I think I the way the TPE works is like, wait a minute. I just thought about it. All them dudes have. Did they resign already? I know. Uh, no, they KD, didn't
1: resign. I thought they didn't KD, Kyrie or Harden yet.
0: Okay, but they got KD. KD did.
1: Yeah, they got
0: KD. They got KD. KD. Okay, yeah. so that's the thing. Like they resigning the dudes. Then, like my man that owns Alec Baba, I think is their owner, but, dude, you I don't...
1: Oh, yeah, Joe, Joe... Joe Asai. Joe he's the owner of the Liberties, too.
0: Yeah, and it's like, he has a lot of money, but I think I'd say Brooklyn, maybe the Lakers are the only teams that can really afford to pay it. Like, even what Golden yeah. State's been doing, they've been doing it, but I think there's a reason why they chilled out on totally utilizing every single resource. They yeah. took auto Porter on the minimum versus going and getting a better player for the full mid-level. And I think money is going to be important to what contenders do when teams close to luxury tax. And that's why I hate to say it. Well, I don't hate to say it. I hope to say it. That's why I think if Goran Dragic gets bought out, if he leaves a considerable amount of money on the table, as much as Raptor fans don't want to hear it, Dog, it's still a business. They can't. I think their payroll was like one hundred and twenty million. With Dragic on the book for the full boat, and that's like a top ten salary, if I'm not mistaken, Mm -hmm. fourteen. Where are they going? So we'll see. We'll see. Um, you want to get into? uh, You want to do the power rankings
1: real quick? Yep. So we're on to the East. Last time you heard us, it was talked about the West. So you can um go back to last episode to here or west power rankings. They were pretty much similar, you know, apart from, you know, minor things like oh maybe, you know, Dwight had someone five, fifth that I had sixth. So it's minor stuff like that, but the east, we both agreed that it was we think it's the deeper conference. Um might be the better conference. That's still, you know, yet to be ter- determined, but we do think um it's a deeper conference um with not a lot of Know terrible teams, honestly. So, Mm I said we can get into it, so we can go from 15 to 11, just like the last time. So, uh, I'll start first with my 15th team. And I made this list before some moves were announced, like for example, Laurie to Cleveland and stuff like that. So, just a reminder, these are contingent like so if a Ben Simmons trade happens and stuff like that just remember this is done before those moves so I have the magic 15 you know they're they're gonna be bad <laughs> they're gonna be actually probably horrible yeah. um,
0: i think that's the plan actually <laughs>
1: yeah that's the plan yeah they're gonna be horrible um they they have a lot of young guys a lot of young dudes the rust construction you know pretty much makes no sense but that's the fun of you know a rebuilding team it shouldn't make too much sense you just get the best young talent you can get see what you're working with and then you make the decisions from there but I do like you know the fact that they got Suggs was you know crazy because he was pretty much a lock for top four so um they lucked out with getting Suggs after they fell in the draft um I do like Franz Wagner you know they got his brother Mo so that's you know great connection there don't know why Robin Lopez is there but (laughs) you know He's there. That, that dude
0: vet. That dude was getting bought out at the trade deadline. Yeah, I think crazy.
1: he's gone. Yeah, he, he's definitely <laughs> gone <laughs> the trade deadline. But, you know, that's a vet. That's a little vet. They, they got nice pieces. If John Isaac comes back healthy, that's a defen- defensive player of the year candidate. Um, if Fultz is back healthy. I, I do think they have a crazy logjam at guard. They just can't play everyone. They just right. can't play anyone. Like, you know, RJ Hampton's there. Um, Cole Anthony cole anthony's there folks you have Suggs, so that's already four that's eating between shooting guard and um point guard minutes and most of them are supposed to be point guards so and terrence ross How could i forget terrence ross is still there so you already have an odd man out there and i'm assuming they're gonna want to play the young guys so terrence ross could be on the move that's another move that um you should look out for um either being bought out or um getting traded I do think he will get traded if I'm not mistaken he has two years left he signed a new deal back in 2019 he, I he think he has three ten, years. Ten years Terrence Ross. Ross I think he has yeah, two years left
0: He got two, yeah yes
1: yeah, so I think he will probably get traded um but yeah they're gonna be horrible but they have young exciting guys I'm excited to see what Moe's does with them you know he gets his first shot at being a head coach um so yeah I I will be watching a good chunk of a good amount of um magic games
0: yeah i, I agree yeah because they're, they're just there. there's other teams we're gonna list that are bad or going to be bad but they yeah. they a have more talent or equal amount of talent but the pieces fit better yeah so i got uh i got Orlando being in 15th mm-hmm. uh i'll Take the 14th slot. I think it's going to be your Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, That's interesting. I I just, man, I don't, (laughs) I think Sexton, I think he's going to be out there gunning for his stats. Uh, The weird thing is I've been listening to like, because I'll be candid. I don't really watch college basketball like that. So apparently Evan Mobley can actually guard wings in theory. That's what I've been hearing.
1: Yeah. He, he can. I don't think he's, he will run away, but he, he can.
0: That just sounds crazy to me, but I think they're going to try it. And I just think that's going to lead to disaster from a record yeah. standpoint, but they don't care. They, you know, mm, they,
1: they, they, You sure about that? You sure about they don't care? <laughs> you sure about they don't care? I think they do care. I think, honestly, another hot take I have. Sorry to hijack your. um selection but another hot take i have is that cleveland you're gonna see that front office being cleared out <laughs> next year
2: oh oh yeah <laughs> and yeah, yeah and definitely, I mean, definitely i
1: think they want to win i don't think they want to be at the bottom of the conference anymore but that's that's, that's what i think
0: no you're 100 right that's probably why <laughs> it's probably why they signed uh which is crazy because as, as much as i wanted lori marketing on the mavs i just don't think that should be their piece to solidify your bench when you're a horrible team but it ain't my money and uh yep. dan gilbert's an exploitative bastard anyway he's bought most of the downtown detroit and i don't i mean i ain't even gonna uh, change the topic and get into that but anyway uh yeah I, I i think they're gonna be 14th i just i don't like the fits of their pieces if if that makes
1: any sense. Yeah, that's fair. They have no wings. So yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, but for 14 I had Detroit. Um, just because um they have a lot of young guys too. And I like their pieces, how they fit a little better. And I might be a little wrong. I could with Detroit I can see them being like their range is a little bit wide. I can see them really in the mix for a playing spot. Not necessarily to get into the plane, but you know, right around 10th, I could see them trying to get a spot. Um, because their guys might be good together, or I can see them at the bottom of the conference. And I lean towards being at the bottom of the conference because you know, young guys they're gonna need time. Like, hey, Cade's good, you know, we saw in summer league, you know, he's different, number one pick and all that. He's still gonna need you know, adjustment, an adjustment period. Um, Jeremy Grant you know he's clear he can produce but it's not leading to wins (laughs) you know what I'm saying so oh I'm sorry to say this but wow I'm talking about the Pistons I'm sorry Woj just tweeted this is live burner pod Brooklyn is trading center DeAndre Jordan um four second round picks to Detroit for Jaleel Okafor and Sekou (laughs) Mboya. so the Pistons are planning to buy out deandre dorton
0: so that's kind of that, that's kind of wild because uh bro it's i don't know if you here. if you don't remember like kd and Kyrie, literally took a little less money just yeah. to give deandre that bag and if you know i think you were a fan of uh man I, Dude, I'm so bad remembering names. Who was the the white dude that was the Nets coach?
1: Oh, Kenny Atkinson.
0: Kenny Atkinson. Me and you were big fans yeah. of that guy.
1: Yeah.
0: And Because he had the audacity to start uh, Jared Allen. Over. Jared <laughs> Allen, you
1: know.
0: He been, I, that, that led guy. to his demise. And like, yeah.
2: De- DeAndre
0: is out the paint. Like, I think DeAndre might retire. I don't, like, DeAndre don't give me I will love the game vibes. Like it wouldn't shock me at all.
1: Yeah that, oh. that was that was crazy.
0: Yeah, but uh, man, I I think I lost where you were at. Yeah, sorry. Oh, you got you, the, you, you got at Detroit, Detroit at fourteen. So, yeah, it was Detroit. Detroit so, yeah, at they just
1: traded. Um, they traded one of their young guys. Um, I mean, Jaleel Jalil Okafor, he wasn't playing anyway, so that no, was whatever. The, the but they traded the cool. He. Say, people like say cool. That is weird. I did, but he wasn't people, good last year. I know, I know. Year. He but Pist- the opportunity. He was not good last year.
0: Piston he fans that I that are in my life, like my Twitter is probably seventy percent Mavs fans, thirty percent Lions fans, and because of that, and my dad, and just my friends from Detroit, I get a lot of Pistons overlap. And I, you know, I was, I was born in Michigan. The Pistons were my first favorite team, man. Yeah. I thought Seiku was overrated, but he had his fans in the fan base. I thought he was overrated. Yeah, he's
1: a he's a project. I mean, he yeah. he's a project. He's young, isn't he? Like twenty, just like twenty. He was like the youngest in the league yeah. at one point. Yeah. Like, he, he's a he, young guy.
0: He's young. he was young. He was young and yeah, I, I don't get know it. What I, 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 with him. Well, I don't know what the uh I don't know what the pistons are like.
1: Four first-round, second-round picks? Is, they wanted the picks. It was clearly the picks because they're buying out Jordan. So maybe they don't they have don't
0: enough. Uh, maybe they don't have enough. I don't know. That don't make sense to me.
1: It don't make sense. It was clearly for the picks, four, because they got four of them things. And granted, it's, it's still seconds, but whatever. I mean, and Brooklyn, they saved. It's about saving money for them. They saved, yeah. I think it said forty-seven million dollars.
0: It's so funny that we were just talking about tax and what these teams are going to do to save money, and it <laughs> something happened in real time to prove us right.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So wow. So there's that. So yeah, the Pistons. I mean, this move it still slots them at um fourteen for me. So um, yeah. So I had them at fourteen um for my uh you can go ahead
0: with your 13th uh 13th hold on let me where we at okay 13th sorry got um 13th i'm gonna go ahead and go with uh i got orlando then i got cleveland i got detroit at 13 okay even with everything that happened i I think the pieces fit outside of one piece that you were higher on i think this dude stinks And I don't think he'll be in the NBA beyond his rookie contract. And that's Killian Hayes, but they Uh, gotta, but but they gotta, they gotta play Uh, him. That dude stinks SJ. Okay. Okay. That guy stinks. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I I have watched and I've watched every NBA game. I think he's ever played. I even watched the goddamn summer league and that guy stinks. And the sooner they realize he stinks, the better the Pistons will be, but they can't because they invested such a high draft pick so recently. And yeah. I, he did; he was hurt, so may, maybe he'll prove me wrong. I hope he does. Like I got to keep it real. If the Pistons win another championship, I was there; I lived in Michigan. I went to the parade the last one they win. They won. I will go to this one too with my dad. But you know what, Killian Hayes. Stinks, so he's not going to be involved with that process. Shout out to Kay Cunningham. I think Kay Cunningham wins rookie of the year. I think with Kay Cunningham being where I was born, where my family is from, and then also, uh, well, I'm sorry, playing in Detroit, but also being from where my family, I'm raising my family, where I've made my life. I irrationally root for that dude. Like, I root for him like Mm -hmm. I know him. So I, 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 but all jokes, all, you know, fan biases aside, I actually think he's the goods. Like, I think he's going to be a transcendent player. I think he's going to be a star, but this year they're not going to be that good. So I'm going to give him 13.
1: Yeah. And to Killian Hayes, I can't even really, you know, aggressively defend him because he was not summer league was, you know, the opportunity to show that, Hey, I'm healthy. Hey, I have something. And I do think he showed maybe a flash here there, but no, he, he was bad. And he's, he's, a, He swole,
0: though. He swole. I give him that. He, 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 got, it's, he, it's, he was in
1: the gym. Yeah he, yeah, he was in the gym. But it's just it. he looks plagued by indecision when he has the ball. And that's weird because he's supposed to be a ball handler. You know what I mean? So it's like, granted, Kate, I'm assuming, because my thinking was, him and the him and pairing would be perfect because they can both, you know, kind of lean on each other for ball handling, you know, responsibilities because they're both point guards, you know, but to me um Cade is more. I saw him come, you know, in the league I saw his actual, you know, long-term position being, you know, off-ball shooting ball shooting guard, but still a primary ball handler, but um, yeah, Killian disappointed me, but I am um, still holding on a bit of hope if he's still listen if he's still horrendous this year then yeah he, he might be cooked <laughs> he might be cooked but i i just hope they see what he has um so there's that but for my 13 to have the calves And you know we already talked about the calves so much and you know you already know my reasoning is their yes. excuses they don't have too many they don't have a wing they don't have wings <laughs> you know to me you can't get especially in the league where you could say you know the wings that's the position that's kind of you know dominating the league um now if you don't have wings i don't know what you're doing so yeah the Cavs. Yeah. The Cavs are bad
0: yeah yeah definitely Dude, I, I'm just looking at this list. Dude, the East is deep because there's no more bad yes. teams left. There's no more exactly. bad teams. Like every other what What are we, 12 teams in? We got 12 teams mm-hmm. left. And it's like ain't none of these teams trash. Not a single one. These are all good, solid basketball teams that if you lost to them, even at the crib, you shouldn't be like, oh shit, where are we going as a franchise? And that's 12. Yeah. Teams. This is the Eastern Conference. This is wild.
1: Yep, that's why I'm excited. Product's gonna be great next
0: year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I for my 12, I'm gonna go with the Toronto Raptors. Ironically enough, where they were at last year. Um, you know, uh, man, uh, Pascal Siakam. Apparently he's gonna miss the first month of the season, maybe even longer. Oh
1: yes, yes, I forgot um, about
0: that. I do like Scotty Barnes, I like OG, I like I like all their pieces, but man, they just ain't gonna be good enough. And mm-hmm. I, I brought this up, and the reason why I think maybe Goring gets bought out, like Masai don't do mediocrity. Like he he we either gonna be bad and we're gonna get a high draft pick, or we're going to be a contender. And I could see them getting, they don't really even have vets. I wouldn't even be shocked if they got rid of like Fred by the trade deadline and just really lean into the rebuild. I really would. I I would, and depending, because Spicy P and Nick Nurse had beef. Um, I think he even got suspended. I wouldn't be shocked if Spicy P and uh, Fred are gone by the trade deadline and they just go full-blown rebuild. There's been a rumor that Masai has always wanted to do a full rebuild on the team. He couldn't do it in Denver because he just drafted too well. And then he – that was the plan apparently before the Kawhi situation popped off. So maybe this is it. That's what makes sense to me. But I I don't think they're going to be good no matter what happens
1: yeah I agree with you um I have them same spot as you have them Twelve. um I I've seen people I saw today someone say the Raptors are good enough to be a top five seed and I just thought that was nuts (laughs) yeah I saw that I thought that was nuts but um yeah I have them at 12 not just like there like you said I even forgot Pascal so I made this without even remembering Pascal was going to miss the first month. And, you know, at this it, point, that's their best player. Like there's yeah. no debate and, about that. Go ahead.
0: And the thing is, it's at least a month, it, you know, yeah. if, if they're trash, they're not about to rush him back, but he might not. Yeah. They're going to hold him out. Yeah. yeah they might, he might not play till Christmas. So yeah. yeah, I wouldn't even be shocked if they're worse than this, but Nick nurse is such a good goddamn coach. Mm-hmm. And they draft they they draft so well that them young boys that we ain't never heard of that been that been with the they G League affiliate is gonna come in and be like solid productive players and they are gonna always play defense no matter what
1: yeah yeah definitely yeah I think um, yeah I think this is a good spot for them um, I think they should go towards a rebuild um, they they're not gonna be even even if they're better than this I see they're ceiling as a playing team, you know, fighting for a playing spot, you know what I'm saying, I don't see them going beyond that and um, with what point I was trying to make, with Pascal and everything I I just the era of the Raptors you know, they're kind of, it's coming to an end, it's coming to an end, so Definitely. I think 12 is a good spot for them and They'll be content with that at the end of the day. I do think so. And OG, yes, that that was the point I was gonna make. OG, I have him as one of a strong contender for most improved next season after the yeah, all-star I can... break. I believe he was on 18 points per game on four, maybe 48% from the field. I think he was shooting like 43% from three after the all-star break. He, he, he was cool. Yeah, he was yeah, ball. he was hooping. So he, he'll be good, but um yeah i yeah i see them twelfth. so what about your 11th place team
0: dude i gotta go with the uh i hate to say this because it's and i i think i'm gonna be wrong on a lot of this but i'm gonna go with the hornets just because i do think Melo is that guy i really do and i think their coach is great but man i just don't trust gordon hayward and uh, mm-hmm. I like Scary Terry. It's weird. Like Scary Terry has objectively measurably got better every year he's been in the league. He's got more oh, yeah. He's give counting stats efficiently. He's just got better. So I hope I'm wrong about this. But shit, man, somebody got to go here. And I'm picking up. I don't even, I won't be shocked if they, mm. like I wouldn't even be shocked if Charlotte was like the fifth seed or the sixth seed. But gun to my head this is where i'm gonna put them as of right now
1: yeah and i we are two for two here same spot i have the hornets next there's some of the similar reasons you mentioned i think i think they're a good team i don't think they're good enough because even last year they missed the plane when you could say they should have beaten like that that they got blown out right by the Pacers. This yeah. just horrible. And granted, Romelo, he was kind of still dealing with his injury a little bit, so he wasn't all that good. They didn't have Hayward and all that, so I get it, but they, they're not ready yet. They, 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 they're still missing, like, something. They, they and, need a
0: real big. They
1: don't have yeah. a real big yet. And that's where, you know, hopefully Kai Jones, you know, them drafting. I think the Plumlee brother is going to be a slight upgrade to Zeller. Not too much, but, like, I do think the plumbing brother would be okay for them. But yeah, I think in a year or two, that's when you can say, oh shit, Charlotte. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, the thing
0: is, they're going to be loving C, but they're not going to be getting blown out. It's just. Yeah, yeah.
1: They're going to be competitive, definitely. definitely. Exactly.
0: And I I won't even be shocked if they dump Hayward because I don't think he's going to fit the timeline. I think. He doesn't. But at the same time, yeah, he doesn't. If he stays healthy, I. Okay. Charlotte's the like I said, the feather six seed. They won't I won't be like, oh God, I was so no nah, man, it, they they had it together for a little bit. It's just they didn't really fix anything unless Kai Jones is a revelation. I love him as yeah. a prospect. He's one of the few college, you know, I'm a Texas basketball fan, so oh, yeah. I somewhat paid attention to him, but it's it's gonna be hard. That dude is still I think kind, he's a
1: slight project.
0: Yeah, he he's still kind of raw.
1: So Yeah, I yeah. I think there's moves to be made on that roster though, because I'm looking at it and I'm like, like would you say maybe moving Hayward? They're like they they have Uber. Remember they signed Uber. I don't yeah, literally contract.
2: forgot
0: about that. I gonna yeah, it. so they got Uber, So that's <laughs> minutes
1: to be had.
0: I don't think Uber is a winning basketball player, so that I actually don't makes either, feel, but... that makes me feel better about putting them at eleven. <laughs> if they because yeah, but... they gotta give him minutes because he yeah, was about to that say contract is short term.
1: Yeah. 12, yeah so he has to play, so you got Hayward needing minutes at the three, Oubre, I mean, he played shooting guard last year, but he's a three, you know what I mean? So I think he's really a three. You got Bridges, who is a tweener forward, he was playing minutes at the three after Hayward went out, and I actually liked him at the three, I'm not gonna lie, I do like Bridges at the three, but you know, he can play some power forward. You also have P.J. Washington, who's a four, he's really a stretch four, but they've been grooming him to play, you know, kind of small ball five, and it's been okay, not the best results, but also not the worst. It's been, you know, decent for them. So I think the roster still has a lot of question marks. So that's why I can't even put them any higher. But they're mostly yeah. made, they have assets. Damn. And like you said, Rozier, I think they should really try to hold on to Rozier because oh, I like him. No, they gave him the so well.
0: They gave him the back. He ain't going to Yeah.
1: Yeah, so yeah, they extended him, yeah. So I hope, I mean, it depends. I see them moving on from him if James Booknight really is the real deal where you can say, to me, I think his, I won't won't say his ceiling because he's a young player and he hasn't played league yet, but I see him as a, you know, like a bench player, really, like a Jordan Clarkson type. Come (coughs) off the bench, give you buckets. That's how I see James Booknight. So I wouldn't, I don't think Charlotte should think about making him you know, the two guard next to LaMelo, but if he is that good, then he's that good, so
2: right.
1: I don't know, we'll have to see with that, but for my um 11th spot, I have, and this, I, sh- so here's where I started to really struggle now, Um, with the eat. it was so hard to make my rankings, because this little cluster was so hard, and I felt so bad leaving them out, and I think I'll be proven wrong, but we'll have to see, with the paces i have them narrowly missing the plane oh I do, yes i have the paces here narrowly missing the. to me there's just so many like play in teams <laughs> more than they're playing spots in the east you know what i'm saying like in the west there's definitely to me there's equal amount of playing teams and playing spots in the west but in the east i think there's more you know, playing teams than they are playing spots. So I think the Pacers are going to get slided just because they guys. I think it's a pattern now. Every year you're saying, well, if the Pacers were healthy, they just don't have healthy guys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they don't have guys to stay healthy. It's It's been, I think, three years now going on where they've had, they've had significant injuries in the playoffs. So I just think it might be the same pattern.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I can see that. I disagree, but I could also see it because – Miles Turner has been injury prone. Basically,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, I love Miles Turner because he's from Dallas. I, I'd like to have him back here, but I feel like we, my, my our corner of Twitter kind of overrates.
1: Everyone overrates him. I think the idea is kind of like the Benjamin yeah. thing. Yeah. The idea of Miles Turner is better than what he actually is. I do believe like, that.
0: Like, like Miles Turner was a really good defensive player last year, but like that's the first time he's. Fully actualized that, like, yeah. like he's been like he's always been a shot blocker. But he's been kind of mediocre defensively up until last year, and then what was last year a forty game sample size? Like, we, 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 I want him. I'd love him to come home. He'd be a good fit, but I feel like we overrate him. And also, I love Malcolm Brogdon, but man, there's. I don't know I think it's his foot but apparently it's a ticking time bomb and you know he's had injury issues so I think you could be right about that I I just think Rick is Rick man Rick is going to fucking grind out regular season victory with talent he always has he always will I, that's why I just dis, I disagree with that,
2: but
1: mm-hmm.
0: it won't that's shock me. it won't shock me if you're right at all.
1: Yeah, that's for that, and it won't shock me if you're right. Like the, the Pacers were one of the teams where I was really torn on. Like it just feels wrong having them so low because I know they're more talented than that. But like it's just so the East is just so deep, especially in this cluster like the plane from like the final plane, like yeah, the whole plane because I forgot that the plane is now seven eight seeds too that whole yeah. playing cluster for the east to me is just so tough so tough
0: yeah um so it's back on Wait, me yeah. for, for number yeah 10. For,
1: for 11 who's your final
0: oh um, final plans uh for 11 i'm going to go with uh
1: Who? i think i can guess but go ahead
2: man <laughs>
1: Who's going to miss the plane? Yeah, it's hard, right? Which team do you Ooh. think? That's essentially the question. Which yeah, team yeah, is going to yeah, really yeah. miss the plane?
0: I'll, uh, I'll just bet on Washington.
1: Get oh, it. really? The, wow.
0: Yeah, which is crazy because I think they're going to be better than last year. I just yeah. think the other teams improved.
2: Mm.
0: The, 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 like, I think Indiana improved by getting Rick Carlisle. And I already got Charlotte below them. Um, I think, yeah, I, I just I'm gonna put Washington 11. Even though I, there's a team I want to put here really bad that mass Twitter will be up in arms that I'm gonna put it here, but I'm gonna put it. I got them at 10, and people are gonna be shocked at what it. Well, if you follow me, you're not gonna be shocked. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I got I got Washington at 11. I think they just missed oh, it because wow. there's the volatility with the Bill situation that I think is going to impact on court play, even though I love I think they're better. I think they're a better basketball team top to bottom than they were last year. I just uh, I don't know if the coach is good. I don't know what I'm getting with that. I do think Scott Brooks is a decent coach and I just don't know what I'm getting. So should I once again could be wrong if dog if Washington was like the fourth or fifth seed I wouldn't be blown away because I you know I it's uh, Spencer Demwitty Hob over here. That's my guy. So I won't be shocked if he puts it together and they're higher. But I'm gonna put them eleventh right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's just a little surprising to me. Granted, I don't have the Wizards too high um, on my list. I won't spoil it, but I don't have them like too too high. But yeah, um, yeah. Well, like I, it's tough. Like I said, any any movement you know, from these clusters, like, you know, Wizards missing the plane, I wouldn't be too shocked either. Just because I could see definitely a world where the Pacers are better than them, especially if the Pacers so- stay healthy. Yes, I do see them, you know, potentially being better than the Wizards. But I don't know. I like um, new coach. Um, What's his name again? Wes Unchill Jr. Yeah, um, Jr. Yeah. I, you know, by all accounts, he's been ready for this, you know what I'm saying? So I don't think he's going to yeah, I think he's gonna do a good job and they're deeper. You know what I'm saying? To to me, the wizards are deeper than they were li- like last year. They, oh, awesome. having, mm-hmm, they were having random swooping them, man, you know, <laughs> last year and they still made the plane. Had no to me, the wizards had no business really being in the plane, if we're being honest, um with um what they went through with COVID COVID. Um yeah, so I I could see that as well. But for my first plane spot, so we're doing the plane now, so 7 to 10. For my 10th spot in the plane, I had the Knicks. That's who I thought you were going to say narrowly. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I have them at 10th just because um, I think you're going to see a bit of regression from Randall. I know he um, had a phenomenal season and he's still improving, but I think the counting stats go down a little bit. Now his impact, I'm not sure if that's going to regress, but from accounting stats standpoint, especially since I think he has a little more help, um, that's going to go down. And I mean, I like if, if Kemba works out for them, I know Tibbs wants him to play every game, but come on, realistically, especially since th- those knee issues, you know, it was from the bubble and it plagued him all the way to um, the playoffs. Yeah, I definitely think you're going to have to factor in rest days for him, <laughs> regardless of what tips, you know, says. So he's not going to play every game. I like Fournier, I do. But, you know, is Fournier that great of a floor raiser? I don't think so. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, like, right. he was on some pretty bad Magic teams. <laughs> you know, he was on the Magic team last year when they, you know, stunk. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so I do think they're going to be, I think they're going to slip you know there were a four seed last year by I would say a little bit of luck <laughs> and then kind of maximizing the regular season I think um they might want to follow the same approach but so many teams I think got better than them um I think they're gonna feel that I, I could see them higher like I said this is a tough cluster so I could see them climbing higher but I don't see them out of the plane
0: Woo, S.J. I I disagree. I uh, oh. I don't think they're going to be the fourth seed, but I don't think they're falling that far. I I actually mm-hmm. I like I like Kimba in this role, like not counted to be a star or even like the fourth best player or fifth best player, and um,
1: so who wait, 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 wait. so who are your best players on the Knicks then? Because I,
0: I think it's clear. I think Julius Randle. Yeah, I think uh, I think Derrick Rose is better than him. Um,
1: okay,
0: uh, young boy from Duke, man. I'm sorry, I got up at like five this morning, so my memory is slipping. Okay. Rj Rj Barrett. Oh, Rj Barrett. Barrett. I forgot
2: about Rj
1: Barrett.
0: Rj Barrett is better than him, and um, okay, he's the fourth best player.
1: Okay, okay, okay. That's uh, I don't know why Ford just sounded so um. When he said oh you because you said fifth sixth, I was like, oh wait, wait, wait. No, wait
0: um, a minute, wait a minute. No, 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 no. Evan Fournier is better than Kimball Walker in the year of our Lord 2021. He's the fifth best player on the Knicks Really? Yes. Yes. Hmm. In the year of our lord 2021, Evan Fournier is better than Kimball Walker.
1: And okay, so do you okay, so here's my question. You think the Knicks are going to be super successful with Kemba Walker being their fifth best player? Like, to me, I think their ceiling is higher if Kemba Walker is, like, their third best player. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I
0: think, well, no, you know I, th- I think not putting Kemba in a situation where he where a team is constructed where you need him to be Charlotte Kemba, I think is only mm-hmm. advantageous. Um, and then I, I don't think that, you know, we'll get into it. I think they're not, I think they're going to fall in the seating but I think they have a higher playoff ceiling with the roster they have now versus what they had last year. But hey, let's keep it in order. Let's keep it in order. Let's, uh, I well, I guess because you put them in that spot, we keep it in order. But I I, I don't think they're going to be that bad. I, I like what the Knicks did. I love their offseason, actually.
1: Mm. I mean, I did like their offseason, too. They kept it flexible. But I just feel like, they're gonna be a team that gets hit with regression. I think I think, think, think Julius
0: Randle is going to regress. I do agree with that. But this is where I think the other player, because like we we talk about the Mavs and have players that can dribble. They actually probably had less. Wayne probably they did. And they got a couple dudes that can dribble. And I if Tibbs is the coach, they're gonna play defense. They all, they just are. So I, th- I think, um, I don't think they're going to be as high as they were last year. That fourth seed was a little fraudulent anyway for keeping it tall. But I do think they'll, uh, I-, I don't think they will be a worse team.
2: Okay.
0: If that makes sense.
1: So who's your your 10th, who's your, my, plane, who's, your who's, first
0: playing? My first playing team, the Bulls of Chicago.
1: Wow, okay, uh, yes. so you have him at 10.
0: Mm. I got him at 10, I, I, mm. I will stand on it, I will bet it, I don't, like, I just don't see how it's possible for them to be a good defensive team, Well, I do think Zach Levine is an underrated defender, um, I think, you know, the Bulls, the Bulls were ninth and 11th in defensive efficiency the last two years, right? And I, I don't, I think a lot of that was Zach Levine being a better defender than people think he is. But a lot of that was also Thad Young, lightweight, being a. I, I feel like no one's talking about that. Uh, to bring it back to the Mavs, like Thad Young is the only role player left that can't dribble, that changes our ceiling. Like you add Thad Young to the Mavs and Shit changes. Like Mm -hmm. even he was even giving you four assists a game off the bench. Yeah, he's
1: a good playmaker. Yeah, like like,
0: and I I don't I don't I think because he's that young and he's thirty three years old. Um, I don't think with this whole us potentially getting Laurie Markman, I watched. I'll just say it. I watched the last fifty games with uh that of Chicago that Laurie Markman played in last year. And my big takeaway is that Lori Marketing, he would fit here in Dallas. But the thing that, like, jumped off the screen to me, is like, dog, Thad Young is really good. Like, he's really good. He'd be a really good player for us, and he's not there. And I know they got better names, but, dog, Vucevic, who – who I mean, who's playing the four? Who's playing the four defensively? Patrick DeMar- Williams, I believe. Not Who's guarding the best wing then? I think Patrick Williams is guarding the best wing. And I think DeMar is guarding fours. I think they're going to run it back like they did in, in, in San, Antonio. San, Antonio. Mm. San Antonio. So then you got Vucevic. Like, I love Vucci man. But he ain't even – he's not Jakub Pertl defensively from a rim protection standpoint. And those other dudes that – the reason why they were able to somewhat get away with that in San Antonio is because Every single wing, and and they had a good rim protector with Jakob Purtle, and every single wing around DeRozan locked up, and Mm -hmm. I don't. And in theory, that could work. Uh, In theory, that could work in Chicago because, like I said, Zach Levine's a solid defender now. Um,
1: uh,
0: I think Lamelo's a solid Lamelo. Lonzo. Lonzo is a solid defender and uh, Patrick Williams, you know, is a solid defender. So who knows, I could be wrong, but mm-hmm. I just don't think it's gonna work. And I think that team is horribly over overrated. I hope I'm wrong. And then, you know, shit, Zach just signed with Clutch in a contract year, that's, I know Demars is boy and they taking Instagram pictures, but that raised my eyebrows like motherfucker. Like, wait, <laughs> you signed with Clutch? and you stay in, and they're going to give you everything you want anyway. And I, I just – I have my questions about that. I think if they start the season slow, with Zach being a potential free agent, I think this shit's going to go left fast. Because there's still – I don't know. I just don't think they're going to be that good. I'm like – and just – when I was in Vegas, I bet money on their under <laughs> –
2: like, yeah, I mean, they're, they're
0: just I don't know for those who don't know what gambling is. Over under is like, I think their over under was 40 and a half. I think it was 41 games, 40.5. So you had to bet if you think they're going to be better than that, you think they're going to go 42 and 40, you take the over. I took the under, and I think they're going to be a playing team.
1: Yeah. I mean, here's the thing I hear all the, I hear and see all the, um, concerns about their defense but at the same time when has defense mattered that much in the regular season you know what i'm saying and that's why i'm not hiring them as a playoff team because they're they're not going to be able to get stops but as a regular season team i feel like their offense is might be overwhelmed like we see portland year after year cannot guard a single thing and <laughs> they've been you know decent regular season teams um granted they have a top 10 player in Damian Lillard and I don't think the uh, you can definitely say the Bulls don't have a they don't have a top 10 player but they have a lot of good players who can you know get their own shot and produce at least offensively you know what I'm saying you have Zach Levine, who was an all-star, Vucevic, who was an all-star, DeMar DeRozan, who was in all Star, conversations. You know, Alonzo is still giving you double-digit points, you know, high-volume attempts, and you know, he's efficient at the three. You know, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, you have Patrick Williams, who's still growing, and who can produce offensive. They have a lot of offense, so I think, I think they could skate by. That's why I don't have them that low. I think they can skate by with their offense, but I think Billy Donovan, at the same time, he's a question mark, but he can produce regular season wins. You know, we saw that in OKC. So um I don't know. We we just, but the Bulls are definitely a, a question mark. Um I think. But for my ninth team, I had this is where I had the wizards. So yes. I had them, yeah, I had them ninth. Um I, I just think they will be a playing team again. Um I don't see their ceiling being too high, where they're gonna avoid the like avoid the plane and be like a a lock to be a playoff team. I don't see that. Um, they're just deeper, and I think you know you know Bradley Beal, you know, if like healthy, he's gonna put up a ton of points. Spencer Dinwiddie, he's someone, especially in regular season, he's gonna put up a good amount of points <laughs> as well too. Um, especially if he's starting, you know, he was giving you buckets off the bench <laughs> in Brooklyn.
2: Right. So as
1: a starter in 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 Washington especially with when you're looking at their roster, there's not too many guys who's going to really take too many shots away from him as a ball handler. Um, only Beal really, Rui Hachimura, he's still growing. I like him. He's going to, I think he takes another step next year. Um, they just brought in, who's their lottery pick? What was his name? Um, uh he wasn't a lottery pick he was just outside the lottery what's his name oh my god um
0: you you got the disease I got Corey Kispert Corey Kispert so
1: yeah Corey Kispert he he's gonna there's one thing he's gonna do well he's gonna shoot the skin off the ball so you know they got Kuzma who can eat some minutes you got KCP Trez high energy big he's gonna give you good minutes they still have Gafford who I really like gafford and thomas brent should be coming back so that's more i i like their team i think they definitely gonna be a playing team again i have them just right you know at the ninth spot now are they gonna make the playoffs i don't think so but i think this is a good spot for them at nine
0: no i feel you i I like and i really i like washington and i hope i'm wrong but I, i can definitely see I can definitely see that. I can see them being higher. I, it's the thing, man, in the East from, like, 11 to 4. Those shits is entertaining. I won't be blown away by any of, any of those teams being in any of those slots. I won't be like, that is shocking, you know? It, it won't surprise me at all. Um, my nice seed, I'm going to go with our, our former coach, young Rick and the Pacers. Mm-hmm. talented team Rick is going to grind out wins we know how it goes you you give him capable basketball players because even if the guys they got get hurt they do have somewhat of a deep team and I think Rick will make those guys better especially they maybe had the worst coach in the NBA last year and even Rick with all of his flaws we know he's at least a decent coach so I got the I got the Pacers in the nine spot.
1: Hmm. All right. But uh, like I said, I can definitely see them main higher. Yep. So for my so ace ace. So this is, you know, not guaranteed a playoff spot anymore, but you're in the plane. I have this is where I have the Celtics. Ooh. Yeah, I have them a little low. I'm not gonna lie. Um I just think the Celtics are they they're a good team and they're deeper. Like I said, they just added more more depth, so I could see them rising, especially if Tatum, you know, takes another leap as well as Brown, um, and you know Schroeder. He's still a good NBA player, so he's going to give them decent minutes. Um, Juries out on Josh Richardson, so uh, mm, I'm not going to say too much about him. But he oh, that so extension is so in. wild to me. So I think they're I think they're trying to make a play for Beal. They have the contracts to match now with Robert Williams, and uh, I saw that the extensions they made kind of directly line up with Beal's contract. So, um, I think they might be... I think that, that extension is baffling, but it's, it's definitely future-related in terms of salary matching.
0: Yeah, it will be interesting. I'm actually... Uh, first time we've agreed to each other in a minute I got Boston at eight as well mm-hmm. um, I actually like them quite a bit versus last year I just don't know if Emi Adoka can coach and I this is going to sound nuts because I shit on Josh Richardson all of last year I wouldn't have given him that extension but I do think if we now that we're removed from him playing for our favorite team I do like dude, He caught COVID. Like it, has, it, was, it was a rough year in Mavs land. If you and Rick is Rick, bro, Rick is rough on every ball handler except for fucking Luka Doncic and JJ Barea. Like they've pretty much every other one that's played for him has has had a rough go at it. So I um I, I think he could be better, but man, the East is just too deep and. They still don't have a real big, not for real. So that same hole they had last year. So there, I guess they got Wancho, but he's more of a three-four wing type dude. He ain't no real big. So I guess yeah. they gonna. I guess they. I don't know. I just don't think they any better than AC. Yeah, yeah, I
1: would agree. Um, for seven C, this is where I had the Bulls. So I do did have them as a playing team. Um but I think they're going to be in the upper echelon of playing teams. Like I said, I, I just think the offense, I think their floor, I just think their floor is, you know, significantly higher than last year. And I think the ceiling is what's what the defense is going to really significantly impact like playoff. I can see them losing, losing easily in the first round. I think they will lose in the first round, you know what I'm saying? And, to, I think fans are going to be fine with that because they've stunk for so long. Yeah. Um, so making the playoffs and getting to the first round, you know, that that'll be fine if they, you know, survive the plan. But um, yeah, I just think the offense is just going to be too good. <laughs> you know, where they, I, I just see them having a really, I think they could be, you know, definitely going to be a top 10 offense in my opinion. Um, so I think that's good enough to get them to be a playing team.
0: Yeah, I, I can dig it. I, I I believe it. I I just when the moves they made, people were acting like they fucking locked up a championship, you know. And <laughs> especially our corner of Mavs Twitter, and it's like niggas still ain't gonna be you not know, that good. Big fucking deal. I mean, based on where they was at, good luck. But man, they sold their future to be the seven seed. Ooh, yeah. You know. And that you're more optimistic on him than I am. And, like, Vucevic is older. He's an older player, you know. There's no guarantee he's going to age gracefully. And what if Zach Levine leaves still, which is – he's by far the number one free agent next year. And there's going to be a little bit yeah. more teams with space. So, there's no guarantees. And they talk about, well, you need to show, well, emotions and actual – I appreciate the way they used assets and the fact they got a first back in that lorry trade kind of negates that first they gave up to give up for DeRozan, which was crazy with the bag they gave them. But I just don't think they're going to be that good of a basketball team. I appreciate an asset management uh, offseason that they had, but I just don't know if it's going to translate to W's on the court.
1: That's fair. that's a I think that's a fair um perspective, but now we're out of the playing room. I have this is where I have the hawks.
0: You have the hawks in the six, six piece
1: yeah, I do. um they had a great great run last year, and I do think they're deep, and honestly, I could potentially see them see them being higher, especially. Who, doing the fact that we don't know what Philly about to do because you can pencil in Embiid for missing a good chunk of games (laughs) like you know he's gonna miss some games and if Simmons is not there to be kind of your floor raiser who are you getting and is this person going to be as good as a floor raiser as Simmons so I could see Philly definitely falling from grace and not being in the plane but you know um being in that sixth spot but for now i'll i have atlanta here i just think the teams not not even a slight on atlanta i just think the teams above them are just better for at least no. for regular season ball yeah yeah i i don't
0: think i don't think you out of pocket i i got them a little higher just because i think and i just think they got good young players and, and man i think they've shown they can develop them but like it's just the, the, the east is so crazy i don't think it's disrespectful to put them here at all I don't um here I actually got a uh, I got your. I guess your hometown team I got the the, the Knickerbockers um oh. I got them in the yeah. six piece uh, i you know I think this is where they're going to end up at they were one game ahead of the six by last year so this is where I think they're going to end up at mm. um we already talked about why I like their team I think they're It's weird because they're gonna get decimated in the sixth spot, even worse than they did last year. But I think their team is better. If that makes any sense, they're gonna get blown out in the playoffs. But (laughs) I think their team is this year is better than last year, even though the results aren't gonna say that.
1: That's fair. Um, for my next team above the Hawks, that's where I have Philly. Okay, I said they can. So you it's got, a,
0: you, got
1: a, you got him in the fifth spot? Yeah. Okay. So I think – I just think Philly um, – I just think, like I said, that locker room is going to be really hectic, depending on if Simmons is still on the team. I just think they just have a lot going on. And Embiid, you know, he can have another, you know, MVP campaign, but at the same time, there's a very good chance he can miss a lot of games. So – and I know Tobias Harris – that's, he should be honestly sending Simmons a gift card because he... he, he, he no, sold. his... He... It's not been talked about because all the attention has been in Simmons. Yeah. But that disappearing act he pulled for the, the for the last couple games in the Hawks series, nobody batted an eye because nobody... At all. Like I said, the attention was on Simmons. But that yeah. man, I think in game Simmons, did he score like four points or like six points? It was like something crazy. Like, he was no, not, he, like, he, he had
0: he he had more points or, but I think he missed like he every shot in the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, like yes, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, I think he had four points in the fourth quarter. That's what yeah. it was. like. He And he was he missing was, layups if Yeah, he was a brick, I remember. And he he did well in the Wizards, teams. he was having playoff career highs and shit. Yeah. But he kind of you know faltered out and he was at that point he was looked at as the second scoring option as he was all season he was the secondary scoring option and if things get so bad where Steph Curry has to become your um second scoring option we gotta look at Tobias Harris too so I don't know if he's gonna have as great as a season as he did last year because he was another guy pretty much in all-star conversations too he didn't get in the game but he was in the mix so I don't know. I, he might be another candidate due for regression. Um, so I don't know. I just think the Sixers are going to have a lot going on. And even if they get new players, they're going to have to incorporate those new players, into their offense, you know, and whole system. So I think I think they they fall. They, it's going to be similar to that 2019 season where they got all those talent and they were, I think, the fifth seed because um, or sixth seed. I think they were. Yeah, they were sixth seed. Because, you know, Horford and, and B didn't play well together. Josh Richardson was asked. So I, I think the turmoil and everything is going to affect their season.
0: Yeah, I can see it. I I, I totally agree with it. I, I totally agree with your rationale behind putting them there. And that's, uh, you got them in the sixth slot, right? Or was that fifth? Fifth. Okay. okay. Um, my fifth seed, I got the Hawks. Um, hmm. I I like the Hawks I think they're going to be a good team Um, same thing as I said I I don't think they're going to make the Eastern Conference but they're going to possibly be a better team I just think man these other teams got better man Um, I I really do I I just they were the fifth seed last year I think they stayed the fifth seed I don't think next year is the year they make their run I think they're the 22-23 season is the season they make that big run. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, I think they, they
0: they maybe consolidate that talent and either package it for a star, or they just a hey, Cam Reddish or Herder, whoever is you, Trey Young and Bogey. That's our core, and yeah. this is what and I guess Capella because they they nah, that's a weird extension, but because he had two years left. But hey. Salute my brother getting back. Yeah. Uh, who's
1: who's your fourth team?
0: Fourth seed I got Philly. Um, I do think they had the best record in the East last year. I got them dropping the four. I still got them getting home court just because I think Joel is transcendent. I think his big ass going to be in shape because I think he's going to – he won't stand VP. And I, I think whatever is going on with Ben, he kind of sub Ben. With his little recent statement, so I think he's gonna come in the best shape of his career, and I actually, if you put a gun to my head and made me pick somebody for MVP, I think it's going to be him. I think he's gonna be dominant, and no matter what happens with Benjamin Benjamin Simmons, uh, I don't think Benjamin, I don't think Ben ever plays another game for Philly. I think the trade happens before the season starts or it might be that hardened situation a week into the season, wherever he ends up at. But I don't think Ben plays for Philly again. And I do think it's going to take some time to integrate all the new pieces and all that. But I just think Joel is going to have a team on his back. On their back. Okay,
1: that's, that's fair. And also, I just realized somewhere along the lines, my list got messed up because i'm down to my last three teams but i don't think i said my four seed so i think the remember i said i had the pacers narrowly missing the plane that yeah. that was wrong the, my the pacers were my 10th team gotcha. so they were the tempting plane so um my fourth seed is actually the sixers and that's how it goes now so the hawks are the fifth seed bulls six all that okay so the So the Celtics are seven and the Wizards are eighth. So that's how Ah, that goes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Sixers already mentioned that, but yeah, they're my fourth seed. So for my top three teams, I'll just name them out. The Nets, the Bucks, and the Heat in that order. I think the Nets are just going to be too ridiculous. I don't think that needs too much explaining. They're a super team. They are a super team. So um, they're going to be the number one seed. Um, bucks I think they, they're gonna be on that championship high so they're gonna play really well Giannis is not going anywhere he's still gonna be in MVP conversations and all that and I think they can play more freely you know what I mean I think um I know they lost PJ Tucker but I think they you know they got some nice pieces in um Grayson Allen I really like that pickup for them they brought back George Hill um so they're they're not like short on depth and um Vincenzo should be back, so um, that's another starter they'd get back um, because P.J. Tucker was originally coming off the bench anyway. So, um, yeah, so I think they're going to be really good, really, really good next year, and you're going to see a more fun brand of ball from them because from Bud straight down to the end of the roster, they want to chip, and I know they're going to want to repeat, but that weight is kind of off their shoulders. And as for the Heat, I just think their floor is higher with the Lowry trade. They should be healthy. And if, you know, Jimmy plays the majority of the game, you know, we know Jimmy doesn't really have injury problems like that. So if he plays um, for the majority of the season, they should be really, really good, I think. Um, scoring might be a, um still might be a question mark, but at the very least, they're going to clamp up. <laughs> they're going to clamp up. So there's that. For my top
0: three teams so who are your top three teams <sighs> that's true i guess uh identical
2: brooklyn yeah
0: Milwaukee, miami pretty okay. much you laid out why um i won't be shocked if miami isn't quite as good because man kyle lowry was in high school when i was in high school he's an older guy <laughs> you know what i'm saying so I-, I i can see him falling off it won't shock me if it happens but dude is he he's playing with his boy he gonna give him his all i think Spo, man i think Spo might be the best coach in the league i don't know um,
2: yeah
0: I, I really do i just think Spo gonna make that shit work and Bam, jimmy the, the thing is jimmy and uh kyle are so old or well, old-ish that you know there could be some regression, but the reason why I think Miami people, oh, it was a bubble fluke, blah, blah, blah. No, man, them niggas was old and they had the shortest turnaround in NBA history. Like, I'm not I'm not punishing no team that made a deep run last year with how they looked last year.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
0: all the teams that made them deep bubble runs, they they all fell off. And I think we packing up Miami and I think they're gonna bounce back. Even if Jimmy misses some games, I think they're deep enough to, to hold the four down. So, um, same thing with Milwaukee. I think Giannis is going to be on his shit. I think Giannis is going to be trying to punish niggas and talk shit while he's doing it. Because um, he's, mm-hmm. you know, I think he's trying to make his mark that this is my league and y'all just play in it. But when it comes down to the get down, Brooklyn, yeah, I think about it. KD missed more than half the games. That ain't happening um mm-hmm. James Harden, Harden
1: definitely he's not missing
0: he, yeah. this is an
1: anomaly
0: yeah yeah um you know I, I think just the the density of the schedule just it it just messed a lot of stuff up last year so I don't think that's gonna happen and I gotta be honest man I've I won't say I was out on Kyrie I love Kyrie as a guy like as weird as he is as irrational as he is about certain stuff but Kyrie Irving, the basketball player, was even better than I thought he was last year. Man, he's he's the youngest out of all them dudes. And I think he's going to absolutely kill next year. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, dude, they're going to win it all. <laughs> like, I think they're going to destroy the Lakers. They're going to put anybody in front of them and they packing them up. Because they. the thing is, they fit. They're good and they fit.
1: Yeah, I thought this was going to be their season anyway because they Damn. had the time to retool the roster and that they did,
0: that they did. Yeah, it's not just the abundance of talent. It's like that fucking talent fits too. And yeah. when that happens, it's like, that's why KD going to go on state was so unfair. It's like, you just didn't drop them on a 73-win team. You dropped uh a, a all-time great player that also fit perfectly mm-hmm. on a 73-win team. And it's just like, Dude, he's KD's when did it again in Brooklyn. Like them boys fit. Like Kyrie's not a point guard. Point guard. So hey, we just go get James Harden, who's perfectly <laughs> yeah. fine.
2: Do be guard,
0: yeah. perfectly fine. Actually, probably prefers it. And you know all the flaws that uh, James has with folding up. Well, you know what? It ain't gotta worry because he got Kyrie and KD to do that heavy lifting. So. Mm-hmm. Them boys winning the championship. um bar an injury, out They're going to eye. They gonna have the best record in the league. I think this is going to be their revenge tour. I don't know if they win two, but I know they got this one.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. You pretty much have, you know, a, somewhat identical, which I think the plane, you know, section, and that's the cluster, that's the hardest to me. I think that's where we have a lot of differences, but I'm, overall, I'm excited for the season next like, next year like next season in a, actually in 49 days I believe <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm excited I think the product is going to be really good like I, the only I, t- I think it's going to be really good I love like
0: there's maybe six teams in the entire NBA that are trash yeah. and you know we're going to be trash there's 24 teams trying to win next year
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I love it I love mm-hmm. it I love it this is the way this is how the NFL you know, has become so popular. There's some parody. And I think, you know, I still think Brooklyn is the favorite, but who knows? Who knows? Who knows, Mm -hmm. man? And, you know, them boys... You know, KD is getting older, so while I think they're going to win it, there's enough margin for error where they might not win. And Same thing for our West. The West is wide the hell open, actually.
1: I think they're <laughs> a little wide open. Yeah, Lakers are the favorites, but honestly, I could see a world where they don't even make it to the finals. I do. Yeah,
0: I do, too, because, they'll, like I said, they have an abundance of talent, but them pieces don't fit. Like, with the money on the line, Westbrook and Braun. Mm, I mean, well, we're we going to have to see. We're going to have to see. In the year of our Lord 2021, we're going to have to see how that works out. But who knows? But that's it, man. Let's, shoot, this turned into two, two hours, 15 minutes. I guess we're making up for, for lost time, right?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so uh, did you got anything else you want to touch on? Nope. My, uh, my youngest mm-hmm. son is telling me to wrap it up. He at the door clapping <laughs> in my office. So, guys, uh, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. Thank you all for um, listening. Sorry for the hiatus. We'll be back weekly, barring no natural disasters. I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. So, uh, thank you all for listening. Once again, it's, I am Dwight. My ad is at 517-2214. The brains of the operation, the young progeny is uh, young SJ at SJ Basketball 8 We will holler at y'all next week and uh, thank y'all for listening. Peace.